0: welcome back to another episode of Bevo's balls a podcast where two avid longhorn fans talking about ut sports from football to baseball and everything in between i'm your host Th- thomas and as always joining me is james how are you doing this evening
1: What's up, Tommy? I'm doing good, man. Just uh, here to talk some Longhorn sports. It's always a uh, good coming off coming off a series win too. So, yeah, I think we're heading in the right direction. What's going on?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, Monday, just ready for the weekend, you know. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, we had a you know we had a great series series win. Uh, we, we did what we needed to do for sure, um, and Man Pete Pete went out there and he uh he went eight and two thirds, gave up six hits, two runs, only one walk and eight strikeouts, and got the we got the win uh got the win five to two. But the most interesting part of that game was uh Tristan Stevens coming out to get the save. Um, you know, he gave up a walk but, you know, got a pop fly to end the game and end up winning the game and so what What do you make of Tristan coming out of the bullpen do you like it or do you not
1: oh I love it man I love it you know I'd like to see live in the world where you know it was a Pete Tristan uh, Gordon rotation but you know we don't always live in a perfect world and with our bullpen struggles it's it's awesome to see that saturday guy you know come out and be like hey man put me wherever i need to be and you know he was a he was a bullpen guy his first couple years in austin and he didn't really step into the saturday role until last year so i mean it's i feel a lot better knowing we have tristan there especially behind a guy like uh pete who can go deep in the ball game so if it's you know A third of an inning, or even an inning. You know, I feel confident that he could come back that next day, or even a Sunday, and you know, give us that that long relief we really haven't had. I feel like our bullpen now is, we kind of know what we have, and we've been waiting for them to, you know, to to get it right, to get it right, to get that confidence. And you know, we saw what Aaron Nixon could do last year, and I feel like I don't want to say it's not coming, but I feel like it's going to be more of situational relief you know, let's get this, you know, this lefty matchup or this righty matchup or, uh, and now with Tristan, it gives us that extra dynamic. So we're like, you know, let's say they hopefully not, but beat up on Gordon and, you know, he has to come in in the fourth, give us, you know, three, four solid innings and not have to worry about having a, you know, a merry-go-round of relievers come in and pitch.
0: Yeah, I kind of agree. You know, at first you're like, man, like, you know, this is crazy. Like, I did not think Tristan's been that bad this year, but kind of hearing that he was the, this was his idea. You know, he saw what the problem was. He's like, man, if we get two out of three in the next two series, we're good. You know, I could pitch on Sunday, like a, like a long relief, you know, four to five innings, three innings or whatever. So, you know, it was great to see. Um, But yeah, so. Tristan really hasn't
1: been bad this year. I mean, I can only think of one start where it just wasn't happening. I think that was Oklahoma. But I feel like his problems have come by the weird way that the ball's carrying out of the dish this year, where he just kind of gets in these, you know, he doesn't walk a lot of guys, but he'll get in these spots uh, where he's a ground ball pop up, you know, pitcher, right? He's going to pitch to get outs. And sometimes, especially lately, these balls have uncharacteristically just been carrying and. I think that's where he's gotten in some of the trouble especially like against oklahoma state didn't do terrible just had two balls leave the yard and then you know when they pulled him he had runners on that he was responsible for but uh he wasn't doing terrible but you know like we talked about in our text messages uh you know right now we're about to get into the season where all you got to do is win two out of three to win um so you know we have pete who's pete gordon has been awesome and he's looking like a friday night guy and if you yeah. can get those two wins and have pete come off the bench to kind of secure that i'm um, i'm all for that
0: yeah so like you know, i was talk- i kind of got into the discussion on twitter about tristan and him going and stuff i was like man like tristan hasn't been bad like you were saying but it's different this year because this last year we had q and wick coming out of the bullpen and throwing strikes and getting us out of jams. Where this year, yeah, Tristan has a guy on first and second with an out. Usually Tanner Witt or Q would come in or even Kubiak sometimes. They would come in or Nixon would come in, get that ground play, double ball. We're out of the inning and those runs go away. But it seems this year the people that Tristan and even Lu- and Gordon and even uh, Pete LeBron Bayes are scoring and we're not having that um bullpen come in and close it out or get get out of the jam like we we had last year so i know a lot of our bullpen players are freshmen or young um so hopefully um they can we have this week we have a the weekend off uh we can get get right in the head and get ready for kansas and the big 12 tournament and the rest of the tournament but let's uh like that's uh. let game two. You know, game two it was a doubleheader on Saturday. Gordon came out. He pitched a seven inning game, which was a, which was a complete game because we won because we were up eleven to zero. He gave up two, I think, mean, two hits and five strikeouts. Man, I, like that's an efficient game. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, he's hot, he, man. He was, he's definitely our our best pitcher right now. You know, I not to take that away from Pete, but. He's just been he, almost, you know, flawless. This is the second start in a row where he's just been lighted up. Um, and I was kind of worried going into game two. I felt like game one, you know, we struggled. We struck out a lot, uh, didn't get going really until we got to the later innings and got into the bullpen and Melendez at home run and Staley at home run. And it was, I was worried that the bats weren't going to be there. And I'm like, oh God, I, you know, don't drag this out and, you know, make it be a pitching duel. But I mean, <laughs> we didn't have to worry about that if you watch the game.
0: No, yeah, like you know, Melendez, Melendez hit three home runs in one day, two, two in game two, and one in game one, with one of them going five, was it five hundred and forty-five feet, or was it four hundred? I think uh, it, I, it might have been four hundred. I think it was
1: four hundred and fifty-four or fifty-two something like that.
0: Yeah, my my dyslexia got the numbers fixed up. Yeah, so four hundred and fifty something feet, you know, you know, uh, that's just crazy, like. And it wasn't like he was hitting into the wind, really, because the, the wind and in, 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 uh, Morgantown was blowing to the right and he still hit it like left side. So he was man, the, the way that way Melendez hits the ball is just crazy. You know, he had uh, Todd, Austin Todd got a home run. Hodo Trey, they all got home runs, you know, just it's a, I thought game one was going to be a seven inning game. Let alone did I know game two was going to be the seven inning game, which was nice. You know, we have to use a single bullpen arm at all. So it was really nice to see that game.
1: Yeah, Trey's home run was probably my favorite, man. That Oppo, you know, Taco just cutting into the, you know, over the fence over there, man. That was, to me, my favorite. You You know, Austin Todd had a double. You know, Melinda's hit the ball out of the park twice, but he also had a double. You know, Murphy Staley had a double. Dylan Campbell had a double. He's really turned it around this season. and yeah. It kind of – it makes me not worry. but I mean, I guess it's a good problem to have. But if Eric Kennedy gets healthy, you know, who are you sitting? You know, it's – you know, our – It's going to be a pitching
0: matchup.
1: Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, you know, Campbell's turned it around. Uh, you know, Hodo was amazing this weekend. Uh, you know, Murphy Staley's doing his thing. You, we got – um uh, Austin, Todd, D.H.ing, like spoils of spoils of riches, you know what I mean. So, uh, but yeah, I'd love to. I'm ready for Eric Kennedy to come back. We need him to get back.
0: Yeah, we kind of need like another like of base dealer out there, really. But if it, him being a hamstring, I don't think he'll be the bases really anytime soon. Uh, but it, you know, at least with like him back, you know, if he doesn't make the lineup, like. We actually have a pitch hitter to come in and give us like someone that we that we can trust with the pinch hit or something like that,
1: especially when um, it's left side of the plate too.
0: Yeah. So you know Texas Texas wins the series on Saturday. With winning the first two games was just great. We go into the Sunday like hoping for a sweep. You know Texas start you know Texas started off hot, got three runs in the first, uh, but just again. The bullpen, like so, Zayn so Zayn Morehouse got the start. Um, first inning, what one, two, three, just like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then the second inning, like this seems to happen a lot. Is like in you know, Morehouse, he has a one, two, three inning. Looks good, looks real good. All right, cool. Next inning, he comes out and gives up three runs. All right, what what happened there? Like what was the, what was the issue there? Um, and then so we brought Stevens in. And he gave up three runs as well so he took the loss uh, we just it just seemed like we were playing with the lead for so long and then all of a sudden uh West Virginia made their move and we just didn't have anything left for him really yeah. so but you know so we don't get the sweep um but Texas does get the win which is much needed and they get us back into the top 25 at sitting at number 22 right now
1: I think the, even better uh, than the ranking was our, our pitching staff didn't walk everyone. You know, as you said, we gave up five walks over the weekend. Three of those were on the Sunday game. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, Morehouse Stevens and Marcus Olivares all gave up a walk, but it was, it wasn't the 10, 12, 20 walk weekends. We were, we've been used to lately. So it's progress. Yeah. You know, they didn't get that win. They didn't get the sweep, but West Virginia, you know, they're a good ball club, uh, you know, I'm just happy with the sweep. I mean, with the like, with the series win. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I like I like Marcus. I like him out of the bullpen. Um, he can strikes. Um, man. He's yeah, that's se- what
1: we need. Yeah, he's not going to blow you away, he's, but he can throw strikes.
0: Yeah, he's that senior leader too. Um, we didn't see our guy out there this week. Um, LeBaron Johnson.
1: Yeah.
0: LBJ, um, I think
1: he struggles a little bit with runners on, and you know, we knew this team was going to be able to steal, uh, steal yeah. bases. So I think that's kind of where that came from. But, yeah, you know, I mean, it just gives them a fresh arm for – hopefully we can see them in the midweek.
0: Yeah, well, this midweek – so let's, uh, let's kind of wrap up the Big 12 over the weekend. Um, so Texas took two out of three from West Virginia. Oklahoma State had a off week or had played Southeast Missouri State. I don't know who they are. but They won their games. Um, the Kansas State – End up taking two out of three from Kate from Kansas, and then OU with a kind of an upset took take, uh, take two out of three from TCU. Um, I didn't believe Tech was off, and Tech and Baylor were both off this week. Um, but yeah, so you know we have a, so right now we're sitting Texas is sitting sixth in the Big Twelve just because of losses. Um, if they're going by like. You know, they have us below OU and West Virginia, who we both beat in series. So, technically, we should be up in fourth. But since they go on losses right now, we're sitting sixth. Um, But there's a huge Big 12 matchup this weekend between Tech and Oklahoma State. Um, It's in Oklahoma State, Stillwater. So, that would be something for us to watch without having Texas to watch this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like I said... Texas got back into the top 25 at 22. Um, so
1: We do have some other top 25 matchups, right?
0: Yeah, we have yeah number seven, Louisville, at number five, Virginia Tech, which I didn't know was a baseball school. <laughs> and then number six, Miami, at number 21, Florida State, who swept TCU last weekend. And then number 24, Vandy, at number four, Arkansas um uh, so texas with this week off or we have a midweek game with it was a weekend off if these go if there's some sweeps and some underdogs winning in texas could have a chance of moving up um so yeah hopefully you know we're talking about we're talking about this uh what does texas need to do to be, get host hosted regional um you know we both believe what five games need to kind of win out and then show, have a good showing in the big 12 tournament. To
1: yeah. It's like to it's Hubs. weird because you want to, you know, traditionally David Pierce doesn't really put any eggs in that, you know, big 12 tournament basket. Uh, but this is in most years. So <laughs> like, uh, you know, we talked to someone earlier that says, we you know we need to win at least two. And I think that's, that's should be always the goal. And, you know, you don't want to go in there and lay an egg and, get kicked yeah. out in the first round. So, two, I like to see two wins. Like, that puts us in the semis. Uh, you don't want to get too hot too soon or, you know, use up all our mojo and go and win the Big 12 uh, championship tournament. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. be against it. But, um, yeah, you know, luckily we have some, you know, finals week. We get you know, off weekend. We got Texas Southern during midweek. I think they have the leading base dealer in college baseball, too, on their both. Yeah, they
0: – yeah so yeah talk about them um we got texas southern coming up they they do they have more uh, i can't remember what that was but like they've stolen they they have one guy that's stolen more than texas has as a team so that's going to be a key for us um you know they are twenty three, twenty three 23 and 20 and they're 8 and 12 away from home um so I think this game you might, um, it's definitely a, it's a must-win. Uh, but just like how West Virginia was, like you gotta keep uh, runners off the of base pads. You gotta keep up the um, no walks, really. Like that's what kills us. That's what gets free runners on. So it'd be a fun game uh, to watch um, tomorrow night at six thirty on LHN, of course. So that's uh Hopefully we can win that game. I I'm not sure he's going to start because Warhouse pitched on Sunday. Um, I think I saw somewhere someone's in line to get their first start. So let's let's see let's see if we can get it because I'm not I'm not sold on Eckert or Stewart right now. I think yeah. Let's get let's get somebody else. Someone yeah, else a chance.
1: Yeah, this is a time of season where you know we need these games, but. They don't seem like you know world beaters were playing so maybe we can have someone kind of step up and get hot and maybe step into that long relief role along with Tristan I don't know how they're gonna you know uh, address the Tristan situation going forward but you know yeah hopefully someone can step up right now and once we get to you know the regionals and the super regionals and hopefully Omaha you're definitely gonna need that you know third starter fourth starter and for sure guys who can come in and give you you know long relief.
0: Yeah, yeah. this week we might – or tomorrow's game, you might see two innings and a new pitcher every two innings Mm -hmm. just to maybe get some confidence back in. You know, maybe we'll get – maybe LBJ will get the start, go for two games – two innings, sorry, two innings, and then bring in Stewart, go for two innings, (laughs) Eckert, two innings, Staley, two innings.
1: I don't think we saw Duplantier this weekend, did we? No Duplantier? no. Yeah, so he's no. always there too. He's a a guy who they might give him the start.
0: Yeah, so we'll we'll try to we'll be out looking watching that game tomorrow, seeing uh um who gets the start and who gets and see how well they play. Really, you know, that's just the right now is show you can pitch and show you can throw strikes, I man. Like because that defense is the number two, number three defense in the country. Like trust them. I know Dish Falk is. Uh, Playing kind of small with the wind blowing out a lot this year, but I trust your team. Like we saw, Campbell made one of the best one of the best catches and plays last week in West Virginia, Willie Mays' Hayes catch, and then 10 around and double up the guy. You know, it's like that defense can play. Let's give them a chance to play.
1: I agree, man. Let's go out there and let's you know we keep these bats alive and hopefully put up some runs on the board. And then, like I said, like you said, you know, give our defense something to do. You know, you got Faltini, you know, with crazy plays. I think Messenger had some plays. I felt game one against West Virginia was full of highlights. So, let's kind of keep that rolling and let your defense help you. Yeah, so
0: moving on to softball. Uh, Softball won games one and three against uh, Baylor. They lost game two. But so, they're starting out, you know, Mm -hmm head into the big 12 tournament play this weekend. I'll be watching them to see how we see we can get some wins and maybe get a chance to host a regional with the girl for the girls as well. Um, so for this week, I know we didn't, we skipped it last week, but for the drink of the week, you have a drink of
1: the week this week. I do, man. I was actually, you know, had a super busy Saturday, got me, my new mower, uh, did some yard work, uh, Texas baseball, obviously, and then uh, settled in and watched some UFC slash boxing. And uh, I didn't drink too much, but I had my favorite beer in the world. It's a uh, Yellow Rose by Lone Pine Brewery. Uh, it's a big old, you know, big old bottle, and yeah, that, that's what I had. So if you if you're uh, from Texas, they have them at HEB. Um, definitely, definitely check it out. Lone Pine, uh, Yellow Rose by Lone Pine Brewery.
0: Yeah, so. I will have to try that out. Um, so this this drink is not. I'm not saying it was good. I'm not saying it's bad. <laughs> but one of our uh, mutual friends loves this shot. It is called Screwball. It's a peanut butter shot, and yes, it tastes like peanut butter.
1: Definitely tastes and like
0: yes, peanut butter. And yes, peanut butter is good. But I'm not wanting to go out and drink and then have a taste of peanut butter in my mouth. I'm sorry. The shot, like the concept, is is a good idea. You know, maybe you, you mix it with fireball and you have like a cinnamon peanut butter shot. But I, I'm personally, I, if if I don't taste another screwball shot, I'll be okay. I won't I won't get my hurt my feelings hurt if our buddy doesn't offer me another shot. I will take something else. I will take tequila. I will take straight up whiskey. But this, the peanut butter shot is not—it's
1: just not for me. It's definitely unique, and it's very, very peanut buttery. Like most shots you take, I think kind of have like a hint of something. No, this tastes like there's peanut butter in the glass. Yeah, man, I agree. One of my mother friends is—we I didn't go over there this weekend. We had you know stuff going on. It was Mother's Day. I didn't want to be too hungover on Sunday morning. But um, they're big whiskey shot drinkers, and every time they bring that that uh screwball out, I'm like, ah, shit, can't say no. But you know, you you uh, hesitate a little bit. But I mean, it's good yeah. stuff. You haven't tried it, definitely try it out.
0: Yeah, like for sure. Like if if I'm I don't turn down free shots. Um, but that one, just a little twinge afterwards. That's for sure. <laughs> um, so all that's right, let's. You know, we haven't talked about um these sports at all um kind of lost our you know not doing what we should be doing but uh, we're gonna talk about the women's tennis team they're in the uh, ncaa championship tournament right now they beat ball state four to zero and they beat number 18 michigan four to zero and they play auburn the number 14 auburn tigers this weekend um so good luck to the ladies out there, and hopefully they keep winning. And I know we have a really good women's, team, women's tennis team, so hopefully they can make it to the finals. And then the men's tennis team, they beat Idaho in the first round, they beat they beat uh, LSU in the second round. They play at number five Michigan Saturday, so that's gonna be a tough matchup for the men. Hopefully they can pull it off, and both have the women's and tennis team moving forward into the tournament um and then we have a little bit of football news you want to kind of talk about what's happened
1: yeah today or over the last three days we've had a couple of uh surprising crystal balls not surprising but i'm surprised they're coming this early for probably the biggest recruit i can think of in a very 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 long time mr arch manning we picked up three crystal balls over the weekend and one of them comes from the on three uh pay subscription site uh, senior national recruiting analyst Jerry Hamilton so I mean I feel like uh, Alabama I don't want to say they've gone another way but they're showing their interest in another quarterback I don't think they're going to wait around for Arch Manning to make his deal his uh you know his decision if uh they're happy with this other kid they're going to go with him so yeah I'm glad to you know see some Arch Manning crystal balls coming our way especially from a senior analyst how do you feel about that Tommy
0: you know a lot of people don't understand that Arch is a junior, and they're like, "Well, they already have their quarterback." The future of the Ewers, like, come on, guys, let's 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 bet this out here. Ewers is gonna play two years at Texas. He's gonna then he's gonna go to the NFL. Arch is gonna come in, redshirt for one year, sit behind Ewers, learn the system, learn how to play Texas quarterback football, and then he's gonna be here for two years, and then we'll have the next five star come in. Like, if we get these guys rolling like we are, looking like we are, um, it's going to be five-star after five-star. Maybe four-star in there with some upside. But uh, I feel good. Uh, I've been hearing that he there's a little package deal with him, that there's some players that want to play with him. Yeah, know Owens, Jonte
1: Cook. It's just you get that, one, it, having a Manning on campus for, you know, Three years is invaluable, and in the amount of exposure you're going to have for your team on ESPN, and you know every article in the world about it. And then also with the players, like you said, the package deals they're going to come in with the John. T- I'm not saying they're package deals, but you know you feel a lot better with landing a Johnate Cook and a Ruben Owens if you have Mr. Arch Manning on campus. So I think you know we're kind of waiting for some other dominoes to fall, but I I. I feel like Arch isn't going to be the guy to take this recruiting process super late. Um, I think he, you know, he wants definitely wants to see what Texas is going to do on the field, but he has a great relationship with Steve Sarkisian, and I definitely feel like this is a uh, Georgia-Texas battle now.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so it's you know, hopefully we get we get Arch, get Arch in, and. Just get the uh, recruiting And recruiting on the plus side And get just to play on the field better Because that's, that's what's going to get recruits in It's just to play on the field So Yeah, if
1: we can recruit at a high level At 5-7, and seven, imagine what Texas is going to do When they get 10 wins on the board
0: Yeah, don't let us get 10 wins Because Twitter's going to be awful For all you Aggies and Oklahoma fans <laughs> Just wait
1: Yeah, and, it's, so, and we need someone to come help Take all the NIL heat off of uh, you know Mr. B. John Robinson He signed that NIL deal with the Lamborghini dealership there in Austin, so hopefully he gets to drive one around or maybe take one home, I don't know how that worked out, but shout out to Bijan for, you know, for cashing in and hopefully he carries over I'm definitely going to carry over this, this season
0: I hope he gets to wear like a Lamborghini emblem on, the, on his uh, back pad, that'd be awesome you know, like <laughs> just see that flapping by when he's running behind past yeah. everybody,
1: and yeah, he's our Lamborghini for sure,
0: yeah um, so all right, I let's. So we have a new top five for today. Uh, we have our top five actors, uh, just actors. Not it's you know we're not doing we're not we're not doing actresses just actors for right now. We'll do actresses later on. Um, so do you want me to go first, or do you want to go first? You can go first. All right. So mine are kind of in order, but they're can be changed around easily. Uh, so my top. My top guy right now is Robert Downey Jr. Um, and I kind of put I put it to the side their favorite, my favorite role or movie they're in, and for sure it's *Tropic Thunder*. Iron Man's great and all, he he's a perfect Iron Man, but *Tropic Thunder* was just one of his best roles. So Robert Downey Jr. is my first, and then of course Matthew McConaughey. Um, I love them and *Interstellar*. *Interstellar* is one of my favorite movies to watch, it's just it's like trippy and. Uh, it's just a great movie. And then Samuel L. Jackson and Django, another one of my favorite movies. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson makes that movie, I believe. He's so good. Um, and then Leonardo DiCaprio, pretty much, I put everything he's done, but I, my favorite is like The Revolent. Um, that is just a great movie. And then rounding out my top five is Denzel, and of course it's Remember the Titans and Training Day. You know, two opposite roles of each other, but two of the best roles I've seen someone play.
1: I think we're going to have a little bit of, uh, <laughs> let me see, not too much uh, overlap here. I think two guys, but my first guy, I'm going to have to go with Brad Pitt. He's my favorite actor. I think he's super, super. He, he can do anything. But, um, if for my favorite Brad Pitt movie, I can't say I have one, but, um, Inglorious Bastards comes to mind, you know, right off the top. And then, um, he was super awesome. I mean, uh what is the 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 Tarantino movie that the just his last one he had um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. Second, they feel like it's kind of a cheat answer, but you know, Leo, you know, he's probably the best actor of our generation, at least the most renowned one. Um I'm gonna go with Django and Inception as my mm-hmm. two favorite movies of his. Uh third, I'm gonna go Tom Hardy. I love me some Tom Hardy. Uh Dark Knight Rises, the first one that it comes to mind in another movie it wasn't very popular or big but it was it's called lock l-o-c-k-e and his the whole movie is taking place inside of his bmw car driving on a freeway and it's a slow burner man but if you watch it if you have some time definitely 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 watch that movie um Matthew mcconaughey and the longhorn fan is gonna have him on the list you said interstellar so that was gonna be my pick so i'm gonna go with Days and confused you know take it back classic and then matt damon love me some matt damon man i was gonna put matt damon slash ben affleck on here i'm a huge james solemn bob movie fan so i'm gonna go anything with matt damon in those things or but i'm also gonna say departed in my favorite movie of all time goodwill hunting so that's my top five this is one of the pretty easier ones to uh to do that we've had
0: yeah, um have you seen uh, Peaky Blinders?
1: Me and my girlfriend actually started it, it. so, you know, between the podcast and work and all that, we, we don't have a lot of time to to watch stuff and when we do it's super late and we just end up falling asleep. But we did start Peaky Blinders recently and I know Tom Hardy is towards the end, right? Or towards the later seasons he's in season it.
0: yeah, he's he's really good in that one. He's
1: and Cillian Murphy, really man, he's a you know, the main character. He's an awesome actor too. He's been in a lot of these Christopher Nolan movies and Stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan, so you kind of see all, you know, Leos, the Tom Hardys, the Silly Murphys, they're all, you know, in those uh, in those movies. So have you seen uh, Tenet before?
0: I have not. I started watching it, and then I kind of fell asleep because I was getting confused, and I, yeah. So I, I need to go back and watch it, but... You're going to
1: watch it twice. You're going to watch it once just to soak in information and then you're probably gonna have to watch it a second time just to actually figure it out it's one of the most confusing movies I've ever seen in my life but it's such a good movie Um, and then speaking of movies without um, you know giving any spoilers for our fans who haven't watched it yet what did you think of Doctor Strange?
0: Good movie Like the movie Um, Marvel is so good at doing movies that it's so hard to one-up, keep one-upping what they do. Like, Spider-Man was so good. No Way Home was so good. But, you know, not all their movies can live up, can keep raising the bar. But as a as a whole, great movie.
1: So I kind of like this one a little bit more than No Way Home. Spider-Man and Wolverine and the X-Men in general were my favorite growing up, you know, reading comics and the cartoons. But... I'm a huge fan of how Marvel can play chess and not checkers. And they're, you know, you're watching this movie and you don't even realize the things they're setting up. And without dropping any spoilers, I think, I think, you know, if you haven't seen it by now, shame on you. But, you know, the Spider-Man's, you know, all the different Spider-Man cameos was awesome. I think it was super nostalgic and great. But I think the things that Doctor Strange 2 was setting up for the future excite me a lot more than what I saw in Spider-Man No Way Home. So that's my justification for putting Dr. Strange 2 over uh, Spider-Man. I know this isn't a movie podcast or anything. Maybe that's next for us. But um, we have what Thor uh, Thor 3 coming Thor's up next. Yeah. And then we ha- we finish the year off with Black Panther 2, I think. So, I
0: think.
1: so. Yeah, and if you haven't seen Moon Knight, definitely watch Moon Knight. I finished that this weekend. That was an awesome show. It uh, doesn't really tie in a lot to a bunch of things, but it was a great, solid show. I need to get back on that. I haven't finished it yet, but. I haven't finished Hawkeye, so I need to I'm slacking too. <laughs> okay,
0: so let's not yeah, let's not give let not try to give it too much away, but we're gonna move on to the our lights of tower questions. I got a couple and we'll just knock these out. Um snakes don't snakes do not belong as pets.
1: Light the tower. I'm not a fan of snakes. I'm even more not a fan of spiders, man. So anytime I go somewhere and they have snakes as pets, I'm super weary. Like I don't mind going to a zoo and checking them out behind a thick glass where they can't get me. But um, uh, you know, I live in the in the city, so I don't have to really deal with them much. I think I've had like one snake problem here over you know, the last two years and I'm a big dog guy and my dogs are or sissies they're pit two of them are pit bulls but they don't know what to do to this with the snake man so you know no hell no just snakes all the way around
0: yeah that's, see my wife wants to get a snake as a pet and I was like no that's not gonna happen that's never what, gonna happen
1: what kind of snake like a python or something
0: yeah like a those Burmese pythons or whatever and I was like look like, I kind of I was kind of like okay if 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 this ever happens, like the snake can never be out of its cage when I'm home. It can never be in our bed. at every cause I will. I don't care. I'll shoot it. I'll shoot it in front. I don't care. I'll take it outside. and I'll shoot it. I don't like snakes at all. Uh, they are one of my biggest fears. I even at zoos. Nah, I'm good. This San Antonio Zoo has a little snake, little pavilion that they're all in. I'm like, ah, I'll go in there. I'll just sit out here and wait. I just, I don't like them. I don't like them at all.
1: No nope, nope. spider suit I'll burn the house down man No way no no Hell no yeah no Just get another dog just tell her you want a dog Yeah
0: uh, so my last Question I have is UFC is better than boxing
1: Ooh, Man So how much time we got I am Going to say at this Point In time like the tower However <laughs> I am a boxing purist. I love boxing. It's my first love growing up watching, you know, the Delahoyas and the Gotties and the Roy Jones Juniors and my favorite fighter, Floyd Mayweather Jr. You know, it's, it's boxing has a special place in my heart and it always will. But the politics of boxing and the splitting up of, you know, these fighters are on Showtime. These guys are on PBC. These guys are on, you know, all these different things has completely ruined it and, you for people not wanting to fight each other. Has completely ruined it for me too. UFC I feel like you know you have a ranking system. Within the divisions. Dana White wants to make the best fights possible. They fight often. I'm going to say right now. UFC is in a better place than boxing. However. Boxing is my all time favorite love. Hopefully that wasn't too confusing of an answer. No, I
0: understand. I, love, I, I never got into boxing. As a kid. Um, I think what the Paul brothers are doing is kind of, or really what Jake's doing. It's kind of That's a joke. That's a
1: circus, man. That's not boxing, dude. That's a circus.
0: A, exactly, but they, they call it boxing. Um, I think it's a joke. I think boxing is known for being rigged. Um, you know, if I, if I grew up watching Tyson fight and all that, maybe it'd be a little bit different, but I kind of grew up, like, I didn't watch that stuff, but when I got to college, I started watching USC with Rampage, and all that stuff, and I just love USC, like especially this weekend. I know there's a dead of the female fight, but um, the front kick that Troy Ferguson took was just, oh, it's just, oh, it's just, it's just so. That kick was so amazing to see, and just to land it, and then the way he just straight back on his face.
1: Boxing yeah. doesn't,
0: to me, boxing doesn't give you that.
1: No, I think boxing is more dr- driven by name, right? They set it up. You see, you know, uh, Floyd Mayweather versus X or Mike Tyson versus X, right? It's more driven on the person. When UFC is the complete opposite. Yeah, you'll have you know Israel Sanya or someone like that be the headliner, but it's always UFC. 291 or it's you know whatever it may be and the more casual person that just wants to see some people beat each other up can turn it on and be happy with it you know if if you're not a fan of the fighters that are watching you're probably going to be bored in boxing until the main event comes on for the fight that you've heard about or been reading about you've seen more of the casual person's uh watch but it's you know that they do the best job at putting the best people against each other you know like you said the thug rose fight that's my girl i love her but it was one of the most boring things ever but the rest of the card was just awesome you know and then you know following their their journeys on youtube yeah i i, I love it i love all combat sports so but yeah i'm definitely gonna like the tower on this one
0: all right well that's all i got for y'all um follow us uh at, at the at balls underscore Vivo uh, we have a very special uh, episode coming up next week, next Monday. Uh, we're not going to let you know the guest quite yet. Uh, we'll put out some promotion and you'll see it. But we had a great conversation with him. Um, give that a listen. We appreciate everybody listening to the Agent Ali's, uh interview. That was, that episode was really fun.
1: Actually, uh, me and my girlfriend and two of my friends actually got to make it out to our local baseball field here, Riverside City, and watched sitting in the, in the first round of the playoffs. And it was, you know, I didn't get to catch up with him. I know he was uh, pretty busy with coaching his kids and family and all that stuff around. But yeah, man, thanks again, Adrian, for doing this. We appreciate you, and good luck to your team in the coming rounds.
0: How did? I guess I'm guessing
1: they won. Uh they run rolled both games, man. They, uh, you know, not I'm uh, so he- never gonna talk bad about kids, but it was a doubleheader. I didn't get to make the first game it was on cinco de mayo i had to work but uh the first thing we got there is the second game was supposed to start at seven and we got there about 6 30 and it was already like the second inning they were up three and texas texas right uh texas commit rylan galvan uh he played shortstop uh yeah he was, I, he was like three for three with three triples in the second game kids lightning fast he, he just looks uh looks like a man the i can't remember his name the catcher he's committed to lsu he's a pitcher as well and just behind the plate, man, he's on another level. But yeah, those guys are they're loaded. Uh, they're gonna make a a really really deep run, and I'm, I would be surprised if they don't end up at the state championship tournament. There, Dish Falk.
0: So your so your bad luck didn't wear off on
1: them? No, it didn't, man, it didn't. But I'm no, not no, gonna be. I, I'm I'm if we get a, if we get to host a regional, I really really want to go, man. But I'm like, do we risk it? You know, I'm, I don't know, I don't really count a rice win as anything to be overly superstitious about like, you know, on the good side. So, you know, we lost a when I went, we lost Oklahoma state. I think the last, I don't know if you remember, but last year basketball season in 2021, I couldn't even watch the games. Our group message, yeah. our group chat told me not to watch. So
0: hopefully yeah. it
1: doesn't carry so, over, man.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, that's, that's all we got for y'all. Thanks y'all for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will see, We'll, we'll see y'all on Twitter. We'll get some info out on our guests, and we'll talk to y'all next week. Right,
1: Hook'em.